Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com Welcome to Radio 5G with a show of other voices. This is a pre-recording airing on November 16, 2022. We will not be commenting on the presented videos. Our goal has been to provide information, so we hope you will find the presentation informative. The first clip is with Lee Merritt and Derek Johnson discussing signs the White Hat military is actually in charge and overseeing the awakening of the U.S. citizens. The second is with Mike Lindell and Alex Jones discussing proof the voting machines were rigged in both the 2020 and 2022 elections. The third is Sean Morgan interviewing Joe Hoft of the Gateway Pundit on the, well, it's in the 2022 election integrity special. Appreciate your participation. Be safe and thank you. Good evening. I'm Dr. Lee Merritt, once an orthopedic surgeon, now your professional medical rebel. Tonight's guest is Derek Johnson. I'm sure you've seen him on the internet talking about the military uh, continuity of government and why he believes it's in place. I have to say I believe it's in place too. Uh, what you may not know about Derek is that he's had two billboard hits and back to back while this is all going on. He was former army and um, really an interesting guy. I, I think he's uh, I think he's spot on and he's and he's done a lot of research. So this is going to be a very interesting discussion, especially especially being filmed the day after the, the midterm election. So um, we will be talking about mostly the continuity of government. OK, so. All right. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, Derek. I really, really appreciate it. And I really have enjoyed li listening to your videos because, quite frankly, my friends all think I've gone completely crazy on some of this stuff. But I spent 10 years in the military and the stuff I saw around the time of the inauguration and what I've been hearing subsequently, it just didn't make sense. And I just have to tell people the thing that really caught my eye. Uh, there are so many things, but we could talk about. But the thing that really caught my eye was the fact that the the marine um escort sergeant the marine corps dress blue uniforms i mean the perfectly squared away guy and normally he would have escorted lady gaga into the inaugural uh party by putting out his elbow she would have taken the elbow and he would have escorted her in i've done this a million times i used to live in dc and go to embassy parties and the whole thing and uh, no, that isn't what happened. He grabbed her elbow like a perp walk. He had her by the just above the, you know, just above the, the humeral condyles. That's where you grab a prisoner. And, and he was kind of almost leaning away from her like, I really don't mean want to be next to this person. You know, I that that really because those guys never make a mistake. And I said, what is going on here? And then I started watching. But so that's my introduction. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Tell us. Tell us what, what you think's going on. Well, I mean, I, it's a uh, it's a military occupancy as defined in the law war manual um, that would have gone into operation around October 2016. It would have been in the planning long before then. 
Um, you know, President Trump laid a lot of code offense and uh, things of that nature, as we call offense and code language, down on the 2016 campaign trail. And my grandfather and, and great uncles talked about when he's uh, one night in particular, uh, Jeb Bush asked, hey, who's going who's gonna to vote for you? Who's going to back you and who's going to support you? And, of course, President Trump, being a smart aleck that he is, and I love that. I love smart alecks personally. Yeah. If you got facts to back it up, I love it. Um, and he said specifically, he said, well, that's a loaded question. That's more than one question. If you give me time, told the uh, moderator, if you give me time, I'll answer that. And he said, look, uh, one, who's going to vote for me? The American people are going to vote for me because people are tired of BS politicians like you, your career politicians. Every single one of you on this stage gets up here and you tell the people what they want to hear and you never back it up. I'm not a career politician. I'm a businessman. Who's going to back me and who's going to support me? Here's the meat of that right there. It's, it's my grandfather and different other people who would have been in their 90s. Uh, in this uh, era, if they would still been living, uh, always said that that 200 generals said this. President Trump specifically said, I have who's going to back me, who's going to yeah, support me. I have 200. 200 generals right now and more to come back at me. That was a conspiracy theory for a lot of years. As we know, conspiracy was created by the CIA. Um, and, and so, you know, 200 generals backing me right now. Well, he also said the same night that never again. Never again will we announce to the public what we're doing with the military, because if we tell the public what's going on, guess who else finds out? So if you want to know what's going on in the military, he said you can join. Okay, which, as you know, when you join, you swear under an oath, a Title 10 of the Constitution, and you also are under an NSA. So you're not supposed to be talking out there if you're in the military. Um, And, of course, as we know, there's a lot of lower enlisted who never know what's going on. They just take orders. But it's a military occupancy that would have started. Uh, President Trump laid the groundwork down in the office down for it, and we went into a covert sting operation, world operation. This is not just U.S. This is a right. world operation. The alliance of generals. That's correct. We have an alliance of generals who have taken over. It's not just President Trump. It's not just a President Trump thing for the people out there. This is an alliance, as you said, of generals, world generals. Um, and then President Trump was the face of the United States because the United States is that uh, we're that truth barrier to the world. Um, as tons of people, I have so many people who email me all over the, all over the world and they, they know our constitution better than, than 99% of Americans do. Um, and so you know, President Trump stepping in front of the queen, also being crowned yeah, king in Saudi Arabia, was... uh, being crowned king in Saudi Arabia. Then you have, uh, him stepping into North Korea, um, and then also standing in front of all the people at the, at the summit. Um, and then, uh, also declaring Jerusalem capital visual. There's so many things that show. Uh, President Trump was a different, he was God appointed, he was a military plug, um, and I, I talk about that, how he was plugged by the military in 2016. Uh, they already had the evidence, like today, today, for example, uh, November the 8th, we don't need any more evidence. We have enough evidence from 2016, 2018, and 2020, right, right. Um, and it was all in executive orders, all in laws, all in statutes, all in codes, and President Trump and the generals outlined this operation in a blueprint. Which is, I mean, I don't know how else you can describe it outside of brilliant and phenomenal and also just it's biblical from the standpoint of, uh, I mean, it's a world operation that that's all in a blueprint. It's outlined. And uh, I don't know how else you can describe it because every single thing goes together in a puzzle. And you can watch it from 2017 to, to present day if you knew and, you know, knew how to piece it and knew what discernment of propaganda versus right, what's right. real law. Um, but now, do you, know, you think it's an, oper- it, it's an operation? How far back do you think it goes? I mean, we've heard back to the shooting uh, of President Kennedy before. Uh, 
Well, you know, the, we know that the, the United States became a federal corporation uh, with the Organic Act of 1871, and the, it's defined in Stoutenberg versus Hennett and also 28 U.S. Code 3002. Um, you know, whether it actually started during the 1870s as far as just a, a complete drop off the cliff and bam, we're a corporation, uh, who knows that? But, um, I mean, it, it started then. That's, that started the, the decline of the U.S., and, and we were never under – uh, we were never a republic anymore from that date forward. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I think where it really fell off the, you know, the cliff, uh, would have been JFK because JFK was President Trump of that era. Um, right. And, and so, but is that when they know. started taking it back? Do you think? I mean, I heard, I mean, we keep hearing that, that, you know, JFK Jr. and Trump were friends and, you know, did JFK Jr. really die? And I actually looked into that and I kind of say, I got to say, that's a little sketch on that, that, the recovery of the bodies and the whole bit, but you know, that's, that's the question is, did that happen? You know, we know that, we know that, you know, I try to tell people, you know, that doesn't really prove what's going on right now, but just for fun, fun, for fun, talk you and I, different people, uh, you and I both know that taxpayer money does pay for the witness protection agency and that it is legit. And those U S (laughs) marshals do guard people 24 hours a day. and, and, And there's never been anybody harmed in the whole history the witness protection. Um, but you know, if he's alive or not, it, even if he was, he's not going to come out and reveal it at this point because it's the whole reason you go into witness protection is to get away from that kind of lifestyle that you don't want to have anymore or also protection for other threats uh, of that nature when it's, when it, you get to that level of, you know, popularity and, and, uh, politics and fame and all the other things. So, but you know, I think possibly. Uh, you know, most people would never be able to dream that because they would they would, uh, you know, everybody hits me with why are people have to die? And I'm like, people die every day. I mean, I, you know, I stop. Well, dead. we're in a you war. No, I mean, you know, you know unfortunately, right. in a war, there are casualties. And I'm constantly saying to people when they call me about, you know, their neighbor is not 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 is going to take this vaccine or they're going to do this. And, that. and the other thing I said, you know, unfortunately, we're in a triage situation and you can't save everybody, especially the people that don't see a need to be saved. Uh, it's uh, exactly yeah. well another thing about president people ask about president trump him pushing the vaccines first off he went to a, a military installation for his treatment uh, that was an optic right there um and also as we know in the military we have our own military uh vaccines we have our own medical medical research facilities we have our own medical everything um and so i try to tell people right there look uh you know president trump the other thing about that the parallel to that or the perpendicular however you want to look at it if the president started telling you what you can and can't put in your body, I mean, he could tell you to quit smoking, start smoking, quit drinking, start drinking. Sure. I mean, so, you know, like things that are detrimental to your health, he could tell you to, you know, so you can't do that. Um, and, you know, and shouldn't want that. No one should ever want that, you know, for first and foremost. Yeah. Hitler um, had the first no smoking know. laws, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, and, and so. It's one of those things where people have to they have to get back to once again, what do you really want being told to you and what you don't want being told to you? And and our founders made that very precedent. And we we lost our foundation very early anyway, because when you have Marbury versus Madison, 1803, 16 years after the Constitution, we have Madison going in trying to define what a law looks like. And, And here we are in 2022. No wonder we look like we look 16 years after the Constitution. You have Marbury versus Madison saying uh, you know, Madison saying that that any statute that bears the appearance of a law that doesn't bat the Constitution is null and void. It's a repugnant to the Constitution. Um, so when we have that, uh, just think where we are today uh, with with our laws and orders. And there's a lot of laws and a lot of orders 
that don't have anything to do with our constitution. Uh, and that's where we let a cabal, we let a senior executive level group of people, uh, you know, lead this country and lead the world. Um, and it's a, it, it became a world alliance in a different way, too. Uh, so, uh, you know, and the, the military finally stepped in. We got a lot of men and women out there. God inspired men and women on these world levels, these alliances and these generals who are God inspired right now. And they all stepped in together and they're saying, all right, enough's enough. And uh, they're leading this rally. And, and we have visual evidence of it. I, I was looking at the flight app a while ago. I mean, we have so many National Guard aircraft out of their states, out of this country, National Guard and reserve components. The only way the National Guard and reserve can be out of their state and out of this country is to be federalized by the president. The only person who's done that is President Trump uh, in Executive Order 13912 and 10 U.S. Code Chapter 1209. Um, and he's the only one to do that. Um, it, Biden, even though I know he's not real, most people that, that are awake know he's not real. Uh, Biden hasn't done anything. He's never mentioned the word Space Force out of his mouth. Uh, the Ohio National Guard deployed uh, 400 soldiers in September. The, the articles out of all the Ohio uh, news outlets said military officials, nowhere in the outlets, nowhere in the articles does it say the word president, does it say the word Biden, does it say president Biden, does it say commander chief? It says military officials uh, are deploying these. The baby formula shortage in May, article NBC specifically says the secretary of defense approves this mission. Uh, if Biden was president, he would say, have the same powers. As every other president, why, if, if he's president, he'd also be commander in chief of the military. Why doesn't any of these articles, not a single article since January 20th, 2021 to present day, has Biden in anything remotely close to the military or the Space Force? So, uh, and we also know in yeah, August, past August, past August, the Army and all military branches transfers all communications to the Space Force under one command. Who's the commander? If Biden's never mentioned it, there's a commander, spaceforce.mil. That was DOD. That wasn't just some like, you know, one of our uh, papers that we get, like military.com. They had it on there, but it wasn't just them or the Army Times, or the Military Times. Or it, this was spaceforce.mil and also DOD and a few other uh, main government sources telling you this. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I've been saying to people for a long time, you know, if the, if, if if the if there was a Biden administration and he was commander in chief and was in charge, he would have had the military securing his money laundering operation in Ukraine. And they just didn't do that. They couldn't do it. No, there's no, something very wrong. That's a very wrong. If that if this were true, because they've been fleecing that place since 2014 and probably before. But I, I mean, way before I, I watched yeah. I watched when uh, they took down Yanukovych. And Yanukovych might have been a, as I always say, he was he was kind of a corrupt politician, but he was their corrupt politician that had been duly elected. And then we went in and staged the 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 uh, so-called uprising that brought him down. And then we got Poroshenko. We got now the the great the great brilliant guy in the T-shirt. So, uh, you know, he'd be over there. And um, so that doesn't make sense either. And what do you make of what do you make of at the at the inauguration? I mean, there's so many things to talk about there. I I just mentioned two of them. One of them is the guy that, that they always take a picture of the military, uh, you know, the president and the vice president. And between them, they put a senior military officer. And I looked at that guy and I said, not only who is that, but what is it? I mean, who has a red cover and a, and a tiny little like ensign stripe? I was once an ensign in the Navy. They wouldn't have put me up between the president and vice president. I mean, what was that? And I, I jokingly said, you know, 
I think the guy, the the the, the bellman at the at the Waldorf Astoria would have looked more squared away. And then I actually went to the Waldorf Astoria down the street in Washington D.C. and it was he was more squared away. I said, "Oh my gosh, what is going oh, yeah, on?" Yeah, I mean, man, there's so many things uh, to do with uh, with the, the, inaug- the oh, inauguration. And, yeah, and the guys have... turning their backs, these soldiers turning their backs always... on the cavalcade or the the motorcade. Well, for you. For your for your base out there, I always put quotations around, uh, you know, the inauguration. First off, it was an inauguration. President Trump received a full grade inauguration. It's really simple. You go to Joint Base Andrews, both Air Force Ones are there, yeah. not Trump Force Ones, not not Dr. Lee Merritt Force Ones, not Derek Johnson Force <laughs> Ones, but but Air Force Ones, both of them present. Uh, every president elect in the history of Air Force uh, has received that flight in. Biden didn't see that. Um, and then President Trump walks off a red carpet rollout off a of Marine One. Biden's never been seen on Marine One, even on the, what they call Air Force One. They show in the media. They only show the stairwell. They never show the full aircraft with, with Biden. <laughs> OK, he's never he's never walked off a of Marine One ever once. Have we seen him on Marine One? The, 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 the clips that the, the media has shown of him were his vice president clips. Uh, very easy to depict. Um, and then. Uh, President Trump, red carpet rollout, high honor, royalty. Um, and on the fourth ruffle, I always have to show the fourth of fourth. So dun, 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 dun. on the fourth one of those, the 21 gun salute starts on hell to the chief. It's not the third, not the second, not the first. That's how particular the military is. The fourth mm-hmm. ruffle, 21 gun salute. It all happened. It's really plain and simple. President Trump see the full grade constitutional by law and military grade regulation inauguration service. And so he's the first president to fly the D.C. on Air Force One post noontime with Air Force One. So sealed, signed, sealed, delivered. There's the inauguration. Now move over to the other day. So the, the, <laughs> the other side of town. There was two different versions. They did a ver- they did a live ceremony because they knew some people would show up to D.C. So they couldn't be it couldn't be bare there. So they had the actors and actress uh, plug that day. Um, you had Garth Brooks singing amazing grace all right that's never been done before amazing grace is a funeral song it's a sad song and, and it's it's we it's one of the most popular songs that. in the world um and then uh also the other thing is if you look at the all the former inauguration ceremonies if you look at trump's first one if you look at uh, obama clinton bush jr and bush senior just those alone if you go back and watch the copper that's on the capitol building it's copper same copper as the statue of liberty Biden's is brown. It's brown lamps. Completely different. Also, if you look back on those, the American flag, nothing under it. Biden's has a POW flag up under it. Okay, prisoner of war. He died as a prisoner of war. Okay, so when you fast forward, okay, the the other. Sorry, I got a little fly around me. Uh, <laughs> but but the, uh, the it, even the even the fly sniffs that out. So the <laughs> the there's certain soldiers that were around Biden that were non-regulation uniforms on purpose. There was a soldier that CBS has on their inauguration photo page, an Army soldier wearing a multi-cam uniform with an AC Kevlar vest with a brown patch bay, which you don't even wear, uh, with a little black strand coming across. He's got black gloves on with American flag. The only American flag on the Army uniform and the Army National Guard is on the shoulders. Yeah. But you also wouldn't be jacked up. You wouldn't be in two different color pattern uniforms that day, but you, because you and I know you would have many days to prepare for this because you would be tasked out. Hey, you're on, uh, you're on presidential detail and you're going to be at the inauguration service. You would be 
spick and span, as the saying is. We would be fully squared away. We wouldn't be looking all jacked up and ate up, as we know what we call it in the military. And there's other terms for it. I can't say <laughs> my mama would get me. Right. So, but you know, it's, it's, there's that. And you go on the same CBS website, scroll all the way down. It shows a Marine Master Gunnery Sergeant practicing for the inauguration. EDUs, battle dress uniforms. The last time you guys in the Marines wore battle dress uniforms was 2005. That wouldn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. If he was, if that was really inauguration service, once again, speak and span, squared away in today's uniform. So there's those alone. Then the, the soldiers that you saw around the motorcade that they showed, this was a completely different day because some of that was pre-recorded. Uh, Charlie Ward put that uh, uh, he had all of the inauguration service over in Spain eight hours before oh, the, yes. the, the January the 20th. I heard okay. that. So, so the other parts of the world already had the inauguration service and it's time stamped. They had this time stamp. So it was pre-recorded. So the part, the parts you saw with the motorcade, those soldiers were legit National Guard soldiers. They were all squared away. Not a single one. It wasn't like it was five dumb privates standing around. As you and I know, there's, there's just a few that just can't get with the program ever. <laughs> all right. It wasn't like it was four or five or 10 of them standing around not knowing what's going on. No, it was all of them never once saluted the motorcade, the president, the flag. There's three things you and I always did in the military. We saluted the president. We saluted the officers appointed over us. Unless you were an officer, you didn't have to. But if you're an officer, and then uh, you uh, salute the flag. It's real simple. That's just military. That's military bearing. That's military regulations. It has nothing to do with I don't like this person or I do like this person. Nothing to do with that. Right, um, right. And so there was that. Then you fast forward to the. Grave of the unknown soldier, uh, which is sacred to us. Once oh, yeah. again, you know, you and I, we can we can make humor as veterans. We can make humor. We can use dark humor. But at the end of the day, the whole reason you join the military is 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 you have to pay the ultimate sacrifice, as we call it, and you die in that uniform. That's why the uniform is sacred to us. So you go to the grave of the unknown soldier. Same thing, right by the re. Uh, there's a, a soldier there, no PC cap on, and the others have PC caps on. All right, this all jacked up. You wouldn't have that. Um, Biden never touched the wreath. It looks like he did. He never touched the wreath pushing I it back. I saw that. Um, there was that. And then you go over there. That was what they call it. And missile defense artillery, air defense artillery. I'm not artillery by trade, though. And truth, uh, artillery guys would go, you're not really artillery. We were <laughs> yeah. in an artillery school, right? So I love the joke. <laughs> if there's any artillery listening, is that no, we weren't real artillery, but we were in the artillery school, but still. Three piece artillery, they call it three volley salute. Three, it's a, the V O L L E Y. It, and two for misfire. I mean, excuse me, two for fire, one for misfire. Real simple. Military funeral services. Joe Biden received a full gray military funeral service. He died as a prisoner of war. So when it's all revealed in the military tribunals, um, you know, I know people think we're crazy right now and that's conspiracy. There's no such thing as a conspiracy because we're talking military law and military orders and military regulations. Every single soldier, me and you, look at our age gap. You served under the same uniform code of military justice, the same military laws and the same military regulations and the same constitution. Every soldier in every memorial grave out there right now served under the same title 10, swore in under title 10 and also served on the same constitution and the same uniform code of military justice. So it's not a conspiracy. So, you know, when people find out what a military tribunal is and they see what's coming in the future, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be validated and we'll be vindicated and all the other terms because it's just simple, straight up military law and military orders. And, uh, you know, we didn't write them. We didn't pass them. 
you know, but we know how to interpret them. Yeah, I I saw that about the salute to the the can, the cannons and the uh, the artillery salute. The yeah, it was absolutely everything was 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 wrong. Well, besides all the glitches, I mean, you could actually see the CGI. Oh, yeah. the, I mean, that was you know, if you guys are yeah. going to do this, they ought to at least get a little bit better camera camera people to to do. I could do that video editing better, you know, where people disappear. Oh, That's time. just oh, terrible. That was terrible. And um and you know that it's not it's it's like even now I, I actually ran into some. Somebody. Now that now I'm in a situation where people talk to me and I, I, I travel a lot and a lady re- came up and she said, you know, I live in Culver City and I think that's where they're filming all this because I used to be able to walk by the Culver City um, screen. Uh, what do they call it? The big where they film all this, the that the, the, the whole the whole setup, sudden high security couldn't walk on that side of the street. They'd shoo you away all these guards, you know. So, yeah. I, uh, I I I am with you that it's not right. Um, well, uh, so where do you think this yeah. goes? I mean, I'm kind of thinking now. We're we're because I'm traveling, so we're taping this just the night of the election, and um, I I I don't know that I feel better about the election. I think it might be they're they're going to steal it again because it's the same machine, same software, as far as I can determine. But what do you think? Let's let's say that they. Whatever happens in the in the election today, what do you think happens in the near future? Because this can't go on forever. Are we close to getting to some resolution of this? Do you think? Well, there's two or three different points to that. One, if you look at the Fox News article that came out on 11.5, uh, which is also 11.5 in the military. That's audience, funny. The law, the law of war manual. If you go read it, I mean, it parallels it. I mean, to a pinpoint accuracy about the power uh, having security and power. Um, so the occupying power. So you have to go read that title. Um, I'd have to pull it up and look at it real quick. Um, it, I mean, it is like it, it's so pinpoint accurate. I can find it real no, quick. Yeah, well, um, you're finding that. So my confusion about the law of war manual, and I read that. I read what I thought was the pertinent parts, but it's written about it really seems to be pertaining. This, For example, it would be like when we occupied Japan or Germany, that there were certain things we could do, certain things we had to allow the the uh, occupied right. country to do. And, but now I couldn't quite figure out in this situation, if that's the tr- truth. And I do think we're in devolution. I think, I think uh, DC has just been shut down essentially, but there's a year time frame, And at the end of the year, things happen. Now we've passed that year and it looks like things are happening, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what, what to make of it now. And I'm not quite sure like we're, are they the occupying force or are we the occupying force at this point? Is the, is the, is the, is the military, the, when I say we, I'm talking about the military, our military. Yeah, it's our military. Um, so right here, 11.5, which is a five, five, which is okay. awesome. 11.5, 11.5, a five, five duty of the occupying power to ensure public order and safety. Well, when you go read the Fox news article on 11.5, it was them talking about what the national guard cyber teams, for being activated in 14 states. I mean, those two parallel each other so pinpoint accurate. And that's just one day. That's just one little title. So when you fast forward to 11.8, you'd have to go look at it. 11.8 is really freaking awesome in the Law of War manual. Um, what this is, is is President Trump, when he says, um, giving the power back to the people, we can't give the power back to the people that know what's going on. But he also says being president is a mighty powerful thing. Be careful what you wish for. So what they're doing, what they, military alliance generals, are doing, they're taking the federal corporation's statutes, codes, 
in laws and they're reversing it on them. They're making them hang themselves the public. President Trump said it over and over again now. The crimes and evidence of those will be displayed to the public in full accordance to the what? The law. Okay, so when you take that and you look at the, the corporation, once again, the, the 28 U.S. Code, uh, 3002 definition, federal corporation, they're taking all these codes. And when President Trump says that, be careful what you wish for. He's taking all these laws and orders, even the executive order 12148 that Jimmy Carter did for national emergencies. He's taken all these codes and reversing it because of this. He declared three national emergencies that Congress failed to address. And because they failed to do so, that was a breach of national security. So when they failed to do that, that was a threat to our people. President Trump had to take emergency powers of the presidents and war powers of the president, the Presidential Emergencies Act, the Stafford Act, uh, Executive Order 13912, Executive Order 13848, Executive Order 13919, and all these other codes. And he had to what? He had to federalize the active, the National Guard active duty. That was a power of the president. That's emergency powers of the president. Every other president has that option if they need to use it. So President Trump's only doing what's in our Constitution. That's under Article 2 and under Article 4 of the Constitution, which defines the presidential roles in doing so. Um, so he extended his power. And when he did so, what he's doing is taking all these codes and these orders in the military or in this military occupancy. And they're going to they're going to, you know, put this it's what we're going to call the military government. So the military is going to go into, as you know, um, we will go into a, a military government where they say, they, okay, the military is in control, and they'll show you what votes that Biden got and what votes that yeah. President Trump received, and they will show you. And if the people can't trust the military, then they, uh, you know, it's like this, you know, when, the, um, what was it, Boone? Uh, it was, no, it was David Crockett. He said, you may all go to hell, and I'll go to Texas. Well, that's kind of how I feel. If people don't want to listen to military personnel like me, well, you may go, you may all go to hell, and we'll go back to the U.S., and you guys can go. You know, I know that's real harsh, but once again, if people can't trust the military, I don't know who you can trust. Unfortunately, we've been seeing the military as portrayed by these guys in D.C., which are, you know, right. I, 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 you know, I asked, I asked a senior retired military officer, I said, when they were vaccinating all the troops, when it looked like they were vaccinating all the troops, which I believe they have. That, I said, you know, has the entire general staff been captured? I mean, and, and the answer I got back was uh, quite possibly. So, yeah, and I, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not doubt all those dudes. I mean, once again, there is a, a military industrial complex, no doubt. There, there's been that for three years and, and you have traders throughout history. We've always had traders. We will always have traders. That's but, but that's why we have to reach a level of sustainability where we put back honesty, integrity, accountability and responsibility in there. Cause you and I know that you're never going to get rid of evil. But if you if you do what President Trump was showing that when you got people in hiring and firing positions, if they're not doing their job, they're out of here. Um, so well, you have to have a yeah, and smaller government because you can't. The the problem absolutely. is we become an administrative state. So it's the SES class in the Pentagon, for example. That I mean, there's just there's for every active duty person there, there are a million civilians that have authority over the right. whole thing. And I I think that at some point we didn't elect those people, and we didn't, and they're not serving under the people we elect. They're kind of impervious right. to any, as we've seen with the FBI recently and the CIA issues. You know, they're kind of impervious from being touched by any kind of law lawful order. Oh. Well, you know, and that's the other thing that President Trump's reversing on them. Just for example, the FBI raid, uh, and then also President Trump, uh, in the exertion of executive privilege. All right. Why is it called executive privilege? It's a privilege by the executive branch. How can he exert executive privilege if he's civilian Trump? 
All right, he can't. Uh, I don't care what attorneys say out there. Attorneys want to butcher the law, too. He can't do that. And Congress wouldn't do it for him. You think Congress, that even <laughs> though I know it's, it's all a facade, it's all part of the operation this Congress is because they're under a military occupancy. It's just a facade to keep the people going in that continuation of government, to keep people going while they clean all this out and they get everything implemented. But Congress, for the, for the people who are still asleep, um, there's been 10 Republicans vote every single time on the Democratic side. Do you think that Congress would exert executive privilege for Donald John Trump? No, they wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. So when that, the, when the media said he exerted executive privilege in November 2021, they're telling you who's still president right there, because if he has it privilege of the executive branch, then he's still the executive branch commander, uh, the president. Um, and the other thing is just the, the, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. This is real simple. This is so freaking awesome. What I said what a while ago, he's taking every single order and reversing it on the federal corporation. Yeah. Ob- Obama wrote an executive order about presidential records and archives. Um, so you can't be raiding the former presidents. It talks about former presidents have this privilege. So what did they do? They broke Obama's executive order, President Trump's. So the people out there who don't like Trump or anything to do with that, the people who just can't understand law and order, they can't point a finger at him. They can go with someone, someone like me would go, well, this is, this is passed by Obama, you president. So, you know, they're, they're making all these orders be reversed. And instead of me going around and saying, Hey, what Dr. Lee did, um, she did this. They're making the evil hang themselves in public. They're making the evil expose themselves. So it's an operation. It's a brilliant operation. And it's also the part of war, art of war. Um, so you had all these people that turned on President Trump and it made all the enemy loosen up a little bit. And they committed more crimes. It's just the art of war. I tell people to go read that book. Um, it's an intense read. It's a long read. It's a tough read. Uh, I think my light's getting crazy here. Um, but, you know. <laughs> well, um, now let me just ask you. So the other the other question that people always have is, you know, there's all this stuff on the Internet. And I have to say, you know, I was dubious at first, too. However, it does seem to be happening that people are kind of disappearing. Um, that not necessarily that they're just completely gone, but you don't really see them in active front roles or not. They're not, they're not them. They're not like in person. They're not making personal experiences. You can see people on film all you want to, but they're not making personal experiences. And the latest one. So the latest one I, I, I got, got in my eye was uh, Bansell, the CEO of um, Moderna. And yeah, well, the, the story is answer. that they just they just arrested him. Um, now, what do you think? Are they arrested? Do you th- because I got to tell you now, and this is just I don't know. I don't know anything, but I just do this. I had two friends that were orthopedic surgeons when I was an orthopedic surgeon at the Marine base in Camp Lejeune. They were down at, at Gitmo and it was just this you know, pukey little base. I mean, it was just this quiet little base. I used to think it was funny because to play golf down there, they would have a, a piece of AstroTurf and it was a little square piece of AstroTurf that you picked up and brought with you because you played on sand because they didn't have any grass. But now it's this huge base. You can see it from the air. It's huge. What do we, you know, why during time when we didn't expand our war situation, why would we expand Gitmo? I, I just... Well, because President Trump had an executive order about that, and he also spoke on it many times that they're expanding it where tens of thousands of prisoners will go, bad guys. Um, and so we know that the New York, New York Times has already reported December 2021 that uh, military tribunals will start mid-2023. Um, so there's plenty of evidence to that. Uh, Biden even campaigned uh, all out through 2020 uh, that he was going to shut down Gitmo, shut down Gitmo, shut down Gitmo. Uh, he had speeches 
in February and uh, September, even though those are optics uh, for guys like me and people like you uh, that know this stuff. But, uh, you know, February and September, oh, I'm going to shut down Gitmo. And he shut down Gitmo. And if he was president, he'd have the same powers once again as every other president. One stroke of the pen, he could shut down Gitmo. He ain't done it. Um, so uh, Gitmo, uh, as we know, I mean, it's 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 it is a bad. It's going to be a bad. It's not going to be a good fun experience for all these people that are going there. Uh, and this is going to happen. New York Times ain't going to put all their reputation on the line and say that these military tribunals are going to start when when uh, if if they weren't going to happen. Um, so you have to look at, at that situation. Um, and then uh, there's something else you said I was going to allude to. His son is, is getting crazy. Here. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. If you need to move, we get but, it. You're, you're on a live yeah. scene. <laughs> live scene move. It's crazy. Let me see if I can get over here now. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There, that's nice. Um, but, yeah, uh, so, so, and I'll tell you the other, the other one that may sound just crazy, was, but I've been following this. You know, early on, they came out with, the, um, with this kind of like decoder oh, ring. And the decoder ring was if somebody, you're going to start seeing prominent people that test positive or negative for COVID. And this is what it means. Right. And I tell you, it, it does seem to, you know, the testing positive for COVID essentially was translated that they test positive uh, means I've rolled over to the authorities. I'm helping the authorities and whatever my punishment will be, my re- reputation will remain intact. But if you do, if you test negative, not, not a good deal for you. So I started looking at this and I have to say, you know, we've had, we had, Trudeau said the words and when they by the way when they speak these things when they say things like this it's almost like they're that they are I think they're reading a script because it's like why would Albert Berla was one of the later ones he just said this I'm just letting you know and here's the president of the CEO of a major corporation the major corporation probably for this Pfizer Pfizer pharmaceuticals and he gets up in front of a camera and he's perfectly healthy but he says I'm just letting you know I've tested positive for COVID and I'll be self-isolating for for a while what? Why? Why would he say that? <laughs> you know. Well, why here's would- a here's the other thing too that I I was when I was moving, I got off my point. But to all these, once again, Executive Order One Three Nine Five Nine, man, that thing is brilliant. Written November the twelfth, twenty twenty. I mean, this this specific it says active anything after January the eleventh, twenty twenty one, nine thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I mean. Why would you get that specific yeah. in an actual executive order, President Trump? And it talks about the freezing of the assets, and it talks about those who are funding the Chinese communist military. After that date, all right, you had the big one step down, Bezos. Bezos, when I was at uh, Colorado State University doing my uh, master's degree in business, we studied Bezos because he wanted to take over, I think it was Whole Foods or World Market, one of those anyways. He wanted to, to do a takeover. Um, and he wanted to, to be bigger than Walmart. All right. Why would Bezos step down for philanthropy reasons when his whole agenda was to uh, become bigger than Walmart? And he had this plan that he'd been working his whole life. He stepped down for philanthropy reasons. Warren Buffett left the Bill Gates Foundation. Bill Gates and his wife announced divorce. It was just a few. GameStop, Evergrande. I mean, there was all these different companies that defaulted or, or either went into uh, had to go into bankruptcy. Uh, there's been over fourteen or fifteen hundred CEOs who have stepped down yeah, since that I've day. Seen that. Zuckerberg, as uh, President Trump calls him, weirdo. Uh, weirdo <laughs> has dumped every single day since that day. He's dumped over a hundred billion dollars in stocks. 
Um, so they're making these guys out bankrupt. So it is, it's, it's straight up what you're watching. Um, and, and it's multiple CEOs. I mean, it's not just, I mean, some of these people, people don't know. Some of them are actual big names. Uh, but you know, if you're using U.S. stocks and funds to fund the Chinese communist military, boom, if you knew about it, they're going to get you. Um, so, and you're going to lose everything. And I think that's, you know, one of the things I think has come out about this, and I have to say, and I, I, I think it's kind of amusing in a way, because when I, when I was in the military, we were still <laughs> fighting the Cold War with the Soviets, right? Oh, the Soviet exactly. Union hadn't fallen. And, and at the end of time, after, after it finally did in the mail, after I'm long out of the military, I got this little ribbon for having, having prosecuted <laughs> the Cold War against the Soviets. But now what's, what's obvious is, and it, was, and it should have been, it was true then too, we're just learning about it. That nation states are not the division here, that there's there's factions within every country. And we've had factions within this country working with the communist Chinese faction, working with the bad guys in Britain and, and whatever. And now we have the good guys working with the good guys. And, and it's been it's they've been talking about this for a long time, that the brother bear alliance, that the Russians, the Chinese and we are all working together. And that's hard to right. swallow that are so used to this kind of, you know, bipolar world that, that, you know, it's all them versus us, but I don't think that's true. And it probably hasn't been for a long time. What do you make of, um, what do you, did you follow the thing with Zhu, um, uh, uh, Hu Jintao being escorted out of the plenipotentiary meeting of the, what do you think about all that? Is that a coup that's, are they cleaning the Chinese house too? They are, they're cleaning the Chinese. It's, it's a, it's a world alliance once again. Um, and, and like you, I mean, you fought during this time period, but, uh, you know, it's like the, the Ukrainian situation. All these Americans over here who put their Ukrainian flags, oh. all these people who never served in the military who want to tell a veteran like me or you what's going on and they can't even put their own state on the map. Uh, 50% of America can't even put their own state on the map. That's pretty sad. Uh, or also fill in the states on the map. So you got all these young people and, and different people who want to look at you like crazy, but here's the deal. Like you said, all right. Ukraine hasn't filed for border registration since 1992. That's three years after the Iron Curtain. All right, there's that. Then you fast forward to what you and I were talking about, 2014. Obama had three executive orders on Ukraine protecting their financial interests with the backside legality terms in there. If you read it on the surface, you wouldn't see that. But you got to understand legal terms and legal matters. Um, And then also know what was going on during that same year, as you know. They didn't have a presidential election. They clawed the president. And also on the taxpayer money, Vice President Biden made seven trips in seven months to Ukraine. All right. So all this stuff, when you add it together, then you look at President Trump. So I've got a picture on my phone that I took. I don't know anybody else that has this picture. There may be somebody. But I took a picture of President Trump and also Putin side by side. November the night, the wee hours of the morning after President Trump was declared winner of the 2016 election. I have a picture and it says ready to work with Trump for the reset. And it has single quotations around reset, uh, ready to work with Trump for reset. And I will work with President Trump. All right. So there's that. Then you fast forward to 2018. Ukraine broke a CIS treaty with Russia. All right. So they not, not only have they not filed for border registration, then they go break this treaty with Russia. And then want to the file for border registration, don't want to take, uh, you know, take credit for everything that's going on in their donation, the money laundering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what else happened in 2018? Biden, I mean, excuse me, President uh, Trump was handed a, a soccer ball by President Trump. Oh, yeah. The ball's in your court, Mr. President. What do you want me to do? Well, we know for fact now, last year, 
all through 2021, Pasaki and all of them said, oh, there's no such thing as bio labs in Ukraine, no bio labs, no bio labs. Under Secretary, under Biden, Victoria Newland, who also worked for the same Obama administration and, and same Vice President yeah. Biden, Victoria Newland, March the 8th, 2022, was under oath, and she said there are bio labs in Ukraine, <laughs> of 46 of those. Okay. And then the same day, Mitt Romney is saying there aren't. Normally in history, if we're going to go back to party affiliations, normally it would be the Republicans saying that there are and Democrats saying they're not. But old Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney, Pelosi, John Kerry, and also Biden had children working for Ukraine. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, so we all this stuff's being exposed. And as you and I know, this is not a Republican or Democrat thing. This is a good versus evil. This is who has their hands in a cookie jar. Had it in there a lot longer than, than just as you and I know, uh, back to even Bush Jr., but it's been in there a lot longer. Uh, but, but still for, for history's sake, for the people who are just catching on, all you need to know is the 2014 moving forward, what's been going on. And, uh, so, you know, it, it's the same thing. So China is being cleaned out. Russia, uh, is cleaning out Ukraine. China is going to do the same thing more than likely with Taiwan. There's going to be a lot of things that go back to the original, uh, law of the land as we know, because you know, some of these countries didn't like that when it did happen because of these regimes making it happen. And they were doing it for money situations, as we know, and, and uh, you know, resources and things of that nature. Uh, and it's real simple if people just think about it. There's there's really three things under an umbrella that really drives wars, resources, land and money. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's not like that the earth is. I mean, as far as we know, we're, this is all we got. Right. And we have reached such a level of where everything we know, everything we I don't think technology. Can, I mean, it might get a little better here and there, but like we know everything. We can travel anywhere in the world, just snap a finger, it, you know, unlike it used to be. Um, so we're, we're open. We're all knowing. And uh, so what what is going to be the turning of the tide for for the future? Um, and it has to be a world clean out. We have to get some of this stuff cleaned out that we've been experiencing and as you and i know there's so many people just regular americans who don't even know about drug trafficking and sex trafficking and human trafficking and child trafficking um and those things are real and, and legit but until it happens to someone in their community they don't believe it they don't watch these right. tv shows and all these other things but they don't believe it and it's real and it's legit yeah and it's you know they're you're right hidden things uh like Actually, one of the things that I just discovered was about the blood blood trafficking. I mean, the blood, you know, body parts are the most expensive. They're the most uh, bang for the buck, the most money per output. You know, um, slavery didn't all work out that well. It wasn't it turned out not to be profitable once we had, you know, problems with the, the you know people escaping and all that stuff. So the guy said, oh, that's not too profitable. But it turns out sex trafficking was better and child trafficking but it turns out the best of all is body part trafficking and body part sales. And there's been there was a and this was started under uh, the Clinton time when he was lieutenant governor in Arkansas. They were actually selling blood plasma from uh, uh, Arkansas prison, Cummins prison, I think it was called. And, the, and they were selling a lot to the Canadians. It turns out the United States is the biggest blood for everybody who donates to the Red Cross, and my mother used to, she was a nurse, she used to run the Red Cross donation. I mean, this is a big deal, and it was like, you do your part by giving to the 
Red Cross, thinking you were helping your fellow exactly. American, they exactly. were selling it overseas. It was the biggest, we're the biggest exporter of blood products in the world. And then, so what happened is they sold this blood through the Red Cross to Canada and they, it turned out it was contaminated with HIV and hepatitis C because to be honest, prison inmates are not your best, uh, best group to, to yeah. get blood plasma from. So anyway, but it turns out, so when they shut that all down, interestingly, and I wouldn't like they say when people don't know, I wouldn't have put this together. And I know something about this. Um, the This is when we started having the missing indigenous peoples really started losing indigenous children. And it, and why would that be? It turns out that is the number one source for RH negative blood. So I can't prove that's connected, but also also uh, a certain groups in South America and Mexico. So the southern border helps supply that. At a time, I do know this number, at a time when a barrel of oil was $47, a barrel of blood was 67000 So you see, exactly. well, this is a big deal. And this has been running the world forever. So exactly. uh, you know, what they're taking back is a huge system. I, I think, I hope, and I taught people, if the military isn't involved here, I don't see our way out of it. You can't, you're not going to vote your way out of that system. When they can make, no, no. They can make money like that, you're not going to vote your way out of this system. And if you look, we've been look at today. I mean, I hate to sell it, say it. We are we are in a situation where we are like we've been living under the pharaohs ever since, you know, ancient Egypt, probably. But we think we're now voting for our leaders. We're not. They're just they've been they've been choosing them and putting them in place. The only thing that worries me is, are we being is this the triple fake? You know, when he and Putin say the reset, what is you know that that we get our hackles up because we're thinking the great reset with the Karl Klaus Schwab. We're not talking that, right? <laughs> How do we know? No, no, well, we're not being triple. Well, well, because we have the quantum system that's also an executive order. We also have quantum.gov, and they're going to put a new system into place. Um, because U.S. Treasury Secretary said October 18th last year that the U.S. is going to be broke. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, of course, they've been, we've been broke. That was another optic to show people we've been broke. We have nothing to back our reserves with. Um, also, there was a there was a, a fence put up around the Federal Reserves. I think it was yesterday. Um, I, I saw I that. I one. saw the picture. Uh, so, you know, uh, and I'm not making light of it by laughing. I'm just saying that these things have been right in front of everybody. And it goes back to and I understand my dad and I had this conversation last night. My dad's an 80 year old Vietnam vet, Air Force veteran. And um, he was like, you know, the people wouldn't have known about this. But I'm like, well, dad, but still at the same time, when someone like me and some of my friends and podcasters who can break this down via laws and orders and also past regimes and go back in history and, and piece this all together in a, in a blueprint, it separates propaganda and separates all the confusion. When we're just talking straight up operations, optics, code language, also laws and orders that are tangible to the, the same reason these guys died in, under the same military laws and orders. then. That's when you have to listen and understand that, you know, what I'm watching on these flight apps and what I'm seeing also with the quantum system and all the things that are going to be implemented to, to be a new kind of system, whatever it's going to look like. I mean, I, I don't know either. I'm not on the quantum teams. I'm not a quantum physicist. I'm not, I don't know any of that nature, but based off of what we have in, in documents, but also in laws and orders, uh, what the military is doing, seeing them out of their states and out of the country is at least proof to know that, okay, the only reason they can be out of their states now in this country is to be federalized by the president. The only person who's federalized them was President Trump. So that means those operations have been, I mean, Executive Order 13912 that called into 1 million National Guard uh, to active status. 
that was March 27, 2020. And like I tell people, just because you didn't see the National Guard spring into action right then doesn't mean anything. That ain't how we operate. We only operate on a need-to-know basis and also on a, uh, a visual basis of what's actually happening. This is a different kind of war. You don't need to see boots on the ground for this kind of war. This is a cyber warfare. It's cyber this intelligence war. It's yeah. cyber intelligence, artificial intelligence, intelligence. Um, so, you know, once again, Fox News showed you on 11.5 just a few days ago that 14 states activated their cybersecurity teams. Well, guess who those 14 states were? <laughs> Most of those states were from the 2020 uh, the discrepancies that they had when they hit the January 6th date. Uh, so it's all right in front of everybody in a different kind of way. And it, it takes certain people like you and I to, to be able to separate all the propaganda for people and to show them what to tangibly look up and tangibly read. Then also know based off your service and your husband's service and my friends and my and my family who are a lot older than me who have served to take in what was going on during our time periods of life in service and say, hey, this is what was going on when I was in service. This is what was actually going on. This is why we were actually here or, or actually there. And then actually what was going on with the governments, um, because there's always been politics and there's always been real what's been going on. I mean, and people like you and I. Uh, not so much of me because of my generation, but people like you, veterans like you and your husband and different people, my dad, eight years old. Most of those veterans served under a different kind of, uh, I don't like to use the word regime, but it has been a federal corporation and run by different people who are corrupt career politicians. Right, right. So most people have been, most people have been silenced. Most veterans have been silenced and people don't want to believe us. Uh, you know, and people don't believe the veterans. So look at the Vietnam veterans who came back and said, this ain't what this war was about. This war was actually about this. Look how they were treated. And look how they're still treated to this day, a lot of them. Right. Um, so Sadly. it's like people don't, people don't want to listen to the veterans who know what the heck's going on and hear the orders that are going down and hear all the chaos that's going on. People don't want to hear that. Um, and then they want to whine and complain and gripe and moan about everything else, but they don't want to listen to people who actually know. Um, so, you know, you and I and everybody that we know what we know, but we've reached a point where it's it's do or don't. As you said, if the military is, they either if they're not, uh, we're headed for the. I mean, it, it's doomed. Um, and, right, we're know, in real I trouble. I I keep telling people, you know, you can you can be a prepper and you can store weapons and you can store oh, yeah. store. But the bottom line here is not the in the Revolutionary War and and my great great. I always say I'm channeling my great 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 grandfather. Anyway, he fought in the Revolutionary War, but in those days. The um the revolution guys they were they were farmers and they had field grade military weapons the equivalent of the British right. sitting in their barns and they knew how to use them you know probably better right. than the the British troops so uh that was a whole different scenario back then and we are not in that and when we have an issue of directed energy weapons and scalar weapons and all the different things that are out there you can't do yeah, it you wouldn't send a you, chance you ain't gonna, you gotta have if a we didn't have a, that's right if we didn't have a military in charge right now you wouldn't stand a chance your weapons and your food sources wouldn't last that long you'd be decimated quick i had i had two or three a couple interesting conversations with with former military people uh veterans one of them was well one of them was a dia agent and i won't tell you where but anyway i asked him i said so do you think we're in devolution and his comment was pretty interesting. He said, well, he said, where I am, we're supposed to be one of the nodes of devolution and we weren't notified. Nothing's happening. Of course, I thought to myself, well, you're not going to you're not going to broadcast the plan. OK, so that that's that's a, that's not that doesn't bother me. He said, on the other hand, this is after the so-called Biden inauguration. He said, after on the other hand, I should know who's in charge of D.C. and I don't. So that there is that. And uh, yeah. So and then the other thing I ran into, this is on January 7th. 
the day after the great the great insurrection that wasn't. And I was just in the hotel getting ready to go somewhere. And I and I was talking to this guy that I just heard him talk to a group of people. And I went up to him and I said, so I just over I wasn't trying to eavesdrop, but uh, I said, so you were talking about intelligence gathering. What what do you think is really going on here? I mean, do you think that uh, and he said, well, I'll tell you, I said, I've had I I that's what I do. I do computer. I don't know, cyber stuff or security, whatever. And he said. What happens is um, the uh, or what happened is I I was tasked or I was asked to give intelligence information. I was asked to do a little research and then just ship it up the line and I would ship it up the line and I'd never heard from him again. And he talked about the Alliance of Generals and he said there were 10,000 of us. He heard that were just information gatherers. That's all he said. So, well, listen, I think you have to go and. um we're we're oh there you are um lost you there for a minute but yeah they lost internet here oh well thank you so much for coming on i just was saying about my intelligence the the guy that said he was he was somebody that gathered information and he talked about the alliance of generals he says i don't know anything more than that i never hear what happens to it i give the information up and it's gone said but i do think they're out there so that was before. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like you and I know, though, you know, if you and I were in service, first off, we wouldn't be able to tell what's going on because right. we'd be it under oath. I um, mean, and that's supposed to be part of your duty is not to tell anything, especially NSAs and other things like that. Depend on your rank, too. Uh, but I was never on the general level. I had the test scores to, to go to officer candidate school and, and become a general. But uh, but I wasn't on that level. So, you know, as you know, military is a need to know basis. Um, and it uh, depends on what rank you are. And, uh, you know, the people who are in charge of this, they ain't telling certain people what's going on. No, they're they not going to broadcast it. Yeah, they're right, just, so. this is the closest, if it's true, this is, which I believe it is, but it's the most, most, it's long-term and it's the most private, closely held secret that has been going on. Exactly. Which exactly. is probably why we didn't know about some of the bad things. I think the underground war is real. I don't think, I mean, I said to my husband the other night, I said, I know you think I'm crazy about this, but look at even in Omaha, Nebraska, these manhole covers blowing off and fire coming out of them. I, I'm sorry, or flooding like we saw down in downtown D.C. That never happened when I was living there. What when have we seen? Yeah, exactly. how many, can we count on the number of your hands? How many times you've ever heard of a manhole cover blowing off? It's happening all over the world now. There's an underground war. Clear it out. Something. Yeah. You know that the June 24, 2018 article, military.com. You know, and, and no, civilians aren't going to know that. It's military only most of the time. Most people don't know about those. Uh, I get an air defense artillery uh, magazine every month. Uh, you know, air defense. Uh, I think it's air defense. I can't defend. Uh, maybe that's just the, the magazine, air defense. But, but you know, most people don't know about that stuff. But June 24, 2018, there's that 2018 number. There it is again right there, 2018. It says the army spending a half a billion dollars training soldiers because the next wars will be fought in mega cities, not inside them, but beneath them. And they actually put uh, diagram drawings up of how we sweep out a tunnel. The same as the way we sweep out a room. It showed a diagram and how our guys are set up oh, for sweeping a tunnel. Right. And this isn't theoretical because I listened to a, an over it was longer than an hour um, army training uh class and this was i think he was a major i think he was a major that was standing up there giving the talk but there were probably 30 people in the room and it was interactive because these people were saying in our experience i mean these were young guys saying no no well it was about the tools you use in a subterranean warfare 
And besides all the money we've allocated for it, there's here we are. There's a witness of some guy actually doing subterranean warfare training. And the people in the audience have experience doing subterranean warfare recently. OK, so something is going on, people. And I, I mean, sorry, it's you can't. Well, and uh, real. the other serious part about it is uh, getting serious again is uh, all these soldiers that are part of this, men and women that are on these missions, they're going to live with the trauma of the things they see. Um, and, and, you know, the yeah. child trafficking, especially uh, and all the body parts and things that we talk about, um, they're going to live with that trauma the rest of their lives. And, and we're going to have to once again, uh, as we go through this uh, next phase of, of whatever it is in humanity, uh, we're going to have to make efforts to make sure. I mean, veteran suicide is already crazy as it is. Uh, so with the, with the soldiers, it's going to see certain things. It's going to torment them and, and traumatize them. Uh, we're going to we're all th- those soldiers are always going to live with this just because we're in some humanitarian effort. Uh, to free the world doesn't mean that they're exempt from having these uh, battle scars and these uh, mental torments that they're going to experience. Uh, the ones that do that, the ones that it does affect. I mean, I got buddies that war didn't affect them. And then I got buddies that it did. So, you know, it's just, well, one of those things. and I'm going to just say, that's one of my big complaints um, that the, the VA has not done the right thing for our veterans, especially about PTSD, especially about the, the brain trauma and the things that happen. But we know now a lot of my friend, um, uh, uh, Brad Meyer and, and Dr. Fogarty up in uh, Okaboji, Iowa. They run aeronautics. It's all hyperbaric oxygen, okay? And it's not the right. high-pressure hyperbaric. These are the home-type hyperbaric chambers you can have, but this is under, you know, medical treatment. But you can... This reverses a lot of this stuff. And what's and and are, is the VA doing anything about this? We need to the people coming back. I'm just saying this in case anybody's listening. Any of the veterans that are having personality changes from brain trauma from all this, oxygenating the brain makes a difference. And this is a very simple, safe treatment that has turned a lot of lot of veterans and a lot of other people around, like football players with head trauma. We've got we've got things that we can do. And and there's now some new exactly. pharmaceutical agents that are not the stuff the VA is pushing on these guys that, you know, are su- you're right, the suicide rates going up in children too. I mean, all this masking, everything we've been doing exactly. has been bad. And and we gotta that's the part of the world we gotta take back right away. So but I certainly exactly. appreciate everything you've done. I mean, I've learned, I've listened to a lot of your videos. I've listened to, I've mm-hmm. taken notes on your EOs. You've done a ma- magnificent job of actually studying this beyond what uh, I think any of us could do. So we appreciate it. And maybe we'll get you on again. Once, once this election is over and we see where things are going, it might be a good time to get together again, because I think I just put out my last uh, little thing on truth. My final comment was, you know, I just had a little arrow at heavy rolls, you know, the Navy stand by for heavy rolls. Cause I think it's going to, I think things are going to change rapidly here. We'll see. Yeah, it has to, because I mean, with the New York times, once again, reporting the military tribunal coming mid 2023, uh, you have to see evidence of those things to roll into court. So you have to have people have to see arrest, people have to see evidence to go into a court situation. So it's going to be a lot of rapid fire here soon. And, you know, I'm excited in the standpoint of just once again being a military veteran and, and you being a veteran and all the veterans out there. Um, this is vindication and it's also laws and orders. And it's also, uh, once again, it's, it's, uh, it's going to make sure all those memorial graves didn't die in vain. Um, and those people lie in state and they lie in rest because they fought for the same kind of fight, uh, for humanitarian efforts. So, uh, I think that's exciting in that kind of way. If there's anything to be excited about it, if that's it. So. Thank you, and thanks again, and good luck in your uh, music career. We uh, we'll, we'll we'll listen well, thank for you. you. All righty, <laughs> well, thanks so much. That, Night. Thank you. People think I'm like an octopus with eight arms. 
trying to fight the new world order with everything I got. Punch up Mike Lindell. I mean, even during the break, the guy is like directing five different people to do five different things. Uh, just amazing. And he was dead on about election fraud. And now he's built the organization to expose it. And he's joining us for the full hour here. And I went and checked the data he put out. It's dead on. He was the first to put it out. And it's just been on top of his amazing team. We have things like Fetterman with these crime spikes, as as uh, Mike Lindell has 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 uh, coined here, with these with these crime spikes. We have all of this happening, and then we have votes being taken away from Fetterman because they obviously added too many to it. But I want to say something before we play a short compilation of some of the highlights of their uh, election coverage, and we go right to the great guy himself, Mike Lindell, there on screen. We're in a fight against the New World Order. And so you need to go to MyPillow.com and get some of the best sheets and pillows and slippers and shoes and dog beds and human beds and just hundreds of amazing Made in American products that fund our operation and his. You want fighters? We're fighters. We need funding. He needs funding. Plus, they're great products that are way higher quality you'll find at stores for four or five times the prices so stick with those that have been fighting hard everybody do your christmas shopping early at mypillow.com i wanted to play a compilation he was asking me before he went live right during the break he said did you see our coverage i said well of course i was watching everybody is you've done the best job you've nailed it and he said did you see my crime spikes and lifetime crime i said of course i've got a compilation of some of the best of it we'll air a few minutes of it and go to the man mike lindell here it is Note we have here, we have the votes going up, I'm putting my cursor over it, votes going, you know, staying the same, staying the same, and then we have, we go from 326,000 votes down to 288,000 votes, so where'd they go? They're gone. You can't go and reverse everybody. These are the order. These votes are coming in through the Edison report, which is one of the biggest monopolies in this country. Every single vote goes through New Jersey, and then it comes out to us. I, I switched over while you were talking the governor race in uh, Pennsylvania, and you'll see it happened there too. So we have a 63,000, we have a 90,000 crime spike, another 90,000 crime spike, a 63,000 crime spike, and then they go, uh-oh, the whole world's going to know that Mastriano's getting, you know, we're cheating by too much. So what do they do, everybody? Right there, point to the cursor. They, got, they took away 90,000 votes from the Democrat. Yeah, if you, you, guys, if you look, a- it took the vote total back to where it had been way back here. These are real-time crime spikes, machine manipulation. Look at that. You see that Democrat going ding, up 150,000 votes because Herschel was taking the lead. So they just dumped a bunch of votes by computer in there. Everybody can understand that. That's something everybody can enjoy, real-time crime. It's right there in front of you. That's 100,000 votes that comes out of nowhere. I, that's just not real. If you took that real spike out, that crime spike, Herschel would be up by 150,000 votes. Yeah, it looks like about 100,000 votes spike there, if I'm reading that correctly, out of nowhere. Yes, that one for Gretchen Widmer. Um, that has all the indications of a vote dump uh, of, of likely counterfeit ballots. Um, both of these look really, really strange, but in particular, that yeah, this one, yeah, that one, because there was uh, almost hardly any increase in the, uh, yeah, that's 22, 23. So that's 10, 23 PM, uh, Eastern time. If I'm reading that correctly. Correct. And so that is almost beyond belief.
Wow, look at this, everybody. That's a million votes up and a million votes down. You know, a million votes here and a million votes there, and eventually it adds up to real, you know, real election. Can you explain this one? Can you explain this one? <laughs> well, I, I, I can't really explain it. Yeah. The, I mean, I can't. There is, there is it, no explanation. There is no explanation, right? but you see that you had an update at uh, Eastern Time, what is that, uh, 1042, of about a million votes for Duckworth and pretty much none for the other person. And then you see, it wasn't like it was something that came right back. It's like we kept on having a little more updates, a little more updates, and then suddenly there goes the million votes back down again. That million-person spike there. All right, we're going to have more of these highlights in the hour, but i got to get to the man himself, Mike Lindell. Wow, incredible time to be alive. we only got four minutes to break. We'll come back. You'll have the floor, but just a snapshot because you're the guy you literally at the heart of the fight against these people. What is really going on, Mike Lindell? Well, what they're doing is the same thing that they did in the 2020 election and in the primaries, by the way. What they do is they pull. That's why we told everybody to vote same day and don't vote uh, early or uh, with the mail and all this stuff. They're just pulling names. The computer just pulls names and they and you get these injections of votes. So they let's say let's use the Oz, uh, the Oz race. Um, you know, they with Fetterman, they they did five ninety thousand vote injections. So as soon as it's get close, boom, boom. Now once it's the day of votes, like we're seeing down in Arizona right now, um, all these day of votes come in, and those are and those votes aren't as corrupted or might not be at all. But they, uh, this is what's happening, and we have to get rid of the machines. Uh, and this time, though, the miracle, everybody, I want to tell everyone the miracle is that. When, when I woke up on election day, I'm going, I'm hearing from 32 states. Remember, I have people in 50 states, Alex, and all 50 states, we have a massive amount of people on the ground. And it was reported in 32 of the states, machine malfunctioning, just like Arizona, which made national news and international news that they couldn't, weren't even accepting ballots. People were getting there. They're going, oh, you've already voted. They pull out your little mail-in ballots. And no, I haven't. They called their sheriff's departments. So right away, we, the, the uh, awareness that was made around the world about these machines, was like, that was like a divine intervention. That was a gift from God. And then now we're seeing what goes on inside the machines. And we overrun the algorithms, I believe, so far in at least nine races. But obviously, we have all the evidence now. Of all the ones they stole, they decimated Colorado, Michigan, Pennsylvania. They just took it all. They weren't even shy about it this time around. What's incredible is even Tucker Carlson, that hasn't really looked at the fraud, now he agrees with you and says they clearly stole it. So congratulations. Yeah. Nobody deserves more credit than you and your supporters and our supporters because, Mike, you've been through hell, and, and, and you're a winner. You don't complain about it. But, buddy, you've been raided by the FBI. You've been attacked. You've been deplatformed. You have been savage, but you seem stronger for it. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's my faith in God. And I'll tell you, Alex, the, we don't want to be Venezuela. And it, we got a perfect example right before this election of what they did to Brazil. 5.1 million votes were stolen from that great president, Bolsonaro. And you've seen all the millions of people out there going, this can't be, this can't be. But you know what? The mainstream media didn't even cover that. So you, you are right. I am so happy right now that Tucker 
and other news outlets actually started covering this. If they start covering the real time crime and start covering these things, um, we're gonna get we're gonna get there a lot faster to this beautiful place we're going than than ever than ever than we could ever think that we'd get there that fast. All right, Mike Lindell, Mike Lindell, truly the man in the arena. I'm gonna come back and give you the floor to get into everything because you are again absolutely on target. I think what Mike Lindell said earlier in the last segment here on the Alex Jones Show is so central. If we hadn't had all the poll watchers, if we hadn't had the massive resistance exposing the fraud, it would have been far worse and we wouldn't even have a shot at the House or the Senate. But we're on the march. The vote stealers and their crime spikes are on the run. And, and so, Mike, you are the encyclopedia on this. I'm going to try for the rest of the hour to give you the floor to just go through what happened, what's happening currently, what you see coming next, and how we're going to peacefully expose this. Well, we have breaking news. Just on break here, I got a, I got a text from our lawyers. Um, I don't know if everybody knew out there, but there was a company, CEO called Koenig out of uh, Michigan that got charged with probably the biggest larded data breach in United States history, which was during in our elections. And this is out of China, everybody which I've been saying all along that the CCP combined with the Uniparty, the globalists and the deep state, this is the attack. This is who's attacking our country. The Democrat party just loves to join on in. Now, let me tell you, they just dropped the charges against Konek. This, they're against this CEO. It's disgusting. Now you think that China isn't involved in our government. It's absolutely disgusting. What, what they just happened. And, and it says that their office, they took out a press release saying they didn't rely on true to votes data, that they did their own investigation. Lie. Remember, they put the true to vote Catherine and Greg in jail. They put them in jail for almost a, what, a week? This is what's and that's been, important what to add. Country. You're getting SWAT team. People are being thrown in jail as you're exposing this and being vindicated. That's what people need to be praying for you and everybody that's supporting what you're doing, including Infowars. Because folks, you want us to fight. We're doing it. Continue. Yeah. yeah, you guys are you guys are awesome, everybody, with your support. So this is what we're up against. But I will tell you, I'll tell you some other lawsuits. There's over 45 lawsuits going on in this country right now that we're fighting for in every state, and we're adding to it today. Uh, we have one in Arizona. I'll give you Arizona here. Um, uh, we appealed, we just appealed to deny, the, remember they denied Cochise County in Arizona. They told him they couldn't hand count the election. What? Why? Why would you come in there and say, and get a, a ruling from a corrupt judge or something? I don't know. Um, he ruled that you can't do a hand count. Well, we appealed that to the Arizona Supreme Court. We'll see what comes of that. Uh, over in Wisconsin, let's move over to Wisconsin. There, you won't believe you won't even believe this one. This is the this is the complaint that's filed against the WEC. This is the the crooked Wisconsin Election Commission. Okay, the crooked Wisconsin Election Commission, and there there's there's been two way communication between tabulators that goes out to an unofficial address. It's called Wisnet.net. It goes to this foundation called WISCnet, W-I-S-N, or W-I-S-C-net.net. And all of our stuff, all the Wisconsin elections and our stuff across the country is going to these guys. Then it goes out from there all over the place. So we've, um, we put a complaint in there, a lawsuit in there, get to the bottom of it. And I just want everybody to know there's hope everywhere. We're, you know, 
And now that we're going to get the House, I believe we'll get the House and the Senate. I believe right now uh, you got the stuff going on, which I can tell you about in a minute, an update on that. But to slow the destruction of our country. But in the meantime, the big smoking gun is getting rid of these electronic computers and voting machines. We have to get down to elections, not selections. And and um, we've got there's just so much hope out there. But I know if you're if you're in with uh, Michigan or you woke up, you're Michigan, Colorado, Pennsylvania. Um, so many of them have lost hope now, Alex, because they just they were just decimated by the stolen election, by this by these elections that were stolen. But let me tell you, I'll give an example. Our cyber guys were watching. Do you know in Pennsylvania and and with uh, Georgia, the same attacks, the same some of the same IP addresses that did this in 2020 and in a couple of the primaries came from the same place. So we're getting deeper and deeper into that. Uh, and uh, there's just so much hope in this country right now. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I want to say this to everybody, too. Um, everyone goes, well, Mike, we didn't get the red wave we wanted. You guys, that's a miracle we didn't get that. You should, we are so blessed that we didn't get that. And here's why. If we'd have got this big red wave, if I'd have been there, Marcus, I'd have said, don't do anything stupid with the machines. Let's let this go, and uh, we can get, we can, we can take the country later. They're on to us. If it had been a big red wave, do you know what they would have said to people like me? They would have said, Mike, it's okay to have all these mail-in ballots from the China virus and all this garbage for two months of early voting like my home state of Minnesota. Mike, it's all okay. The machines, look at the Republicans won. This isn't about that, everybody. The, the, this, the UNA party was there. The CCP, this is what was taking our country. Fifty Over 50 countries have been taken by the machines. There, there's my own governor's race. Look at this. This is, um, uh, he lives in my hometown, Scott Jensen. He, uh, he, right out of the gate, they just dumped it on Waltz. They gave him a quarter million votes, extra votes. Here you go, Waltz. And look at that, all the way up. I mean, it's disgusting. They stole it, you know, and this went on across our country. This is machine manipulation, everybody, and computers. We cannot have computers. We're the apex in history. We get one chance, one chance to, to, um, for our freedoms to be back and, and, uh, and, and to, be, uh, to save our country. I want to tell, and look at this, look at here in Michigan. This is, this is when I went to bed on election night, two in the morning. This happened at one about 12.58, might have been a little after 1 o'clock in the morning, the traditional Michigan dump, look what they gave to, to um, um, Nestle. They gave Nestle, uh, I think it was 200,000 or more than that, votes, and uh, and just took Matt DiPerno's dream and everyone's dream, boom, gone. That's the Attorney General of Michigan, everybody. They stole it in real yeah, time. Yeah, uh, oh, uh, Mike, the graph says it gave them 300,000-plus votes. 300,000-plus wow. votes instant, yeah. instantly. Instantly, you guys, this came down. And let me tell you, if you in the let's just, I'm going to tell you how similar it was to the 2020 election in Michigan when they stopped everything. And by the way, isn't it weird that they stopped everything in 2020? All the all the states at the same time. You think there's not some communication there? Shut her down. We got a problem. Donald Trump's going to win all these states anyway because he's overrunning the algorithms. Well, let me tell you, in Michigan. When 106,000 votes came down for Biden the night at two in the morning in Michigan, and and 3,000 for Donald Trump, and, and everyone said to us, they the big lie was, well, um, 
you know, those darn inner city, those darn votes from, uh, um, you know, the Democrats all voted, you know, for the, in, uh, you know, those mail-in votes, those darn mail-in votes. Well, let me tell you, if, if Fox News or any other news outlet that we, that we had at that time had grown to trust, if they'd have got on there and said, hey, everybody, the mail-in votes in Michigan were counted on the morning of the 3rd, not in the middle of the night on the 4th. Everyone has said, well, then where'd they come from? I'll tell you where they came from. A big white van that pulled in and three fobs and a download of 106,000 votes for Biden. So this went on again. You got, you got, you need, everyone needs to understand the same input going to give you the same output. We were getting boiled like frogs for two decades. The Democrats even warned against these machines, but now that they're on the right or the, the side of a fixed game, they don't they don't care. There there it is in Michigan. It brings back memories. Now all the memories. There there they come. Here let's drop 106,000 votes for Biden in the middle of the night. And um, which brings up another point. Remember, Mike Lindell, stay there. Where you'll have the floor. You're on fire. When we come back on the other side of this break, we'll continue to run the entire field here. Our jobs have been shipped overseas. We've been deindustrialized. They've cut our power supplies off to bankrupt us and get us under their control. We're trying to pay Americans not to work. And if you read different documents that came out from the Clinton Library, National Library a few years ago, when World Net Daily sued and got the documents, when they first got into office in 93, they were obsessed with killing the U.S. economy to control Americans and to kill any populist or conservative media that could create its own ecosystem. That's why InfoWars is so precious. And Mike Lindell is just a great entrepreneur and a made in America patriot that saw problems and, and literally just saw the history that was taking place and stood up for everybody. That's why it's so critical to understand to fight a war takes money. So if you just donated to myself or Mike Lindell and we're fighting hard, that's a good thing. But with Mike, you get the great products made in America. It's employees in America, and then he's a fearless fighter, and he's a sponsor of InfoWars, a win-win. So go on, Mike, continue with the huge news. You, you, you've got so much to cover, the current races, what you think's coming next. As you said, we've been in the boiling water for 20, 30 years. This all seems horrible, but really, this is our awakening. This is our victory, and it's got the deep state very, very scared. Mike Lindell, continue. Oh, yep, absolutely, and I want to tell everybody, the uh, um, I'm going to give everybody a little hope here, too. I was down in Florida. And uh, when I was there for the hurricanes, we were giving out pillows and blankets, my pillows. And, and uh, we went into this Hispanic community. They had lost everything. They're piled up, all their physical stuff piled up like cordwood, and it's gone. And we, we, we had a lot of them, we had to have an interpreter. And you know what the, they were saying? All, almost, almost unanimously, all of them were saying, Mike, is, is there the stuff going on in this country? Can we, can, is there hope? Is there hope? They were worried about our future, Alex, their freedoms that they have here. They had just lost everything physical, but you're not, they know they're not going to get those physical things back. If we lose all our freedoms, it's over. And that's what we've been fighting for. And that's what we, we are winning, everybody. And I want to tell everybody, just to give a couple of updates here, uh, you've got going down in Arizona right now. Everyone says, are we going to get the Senate? Uh, I believe we are. We've got uh, uh, Carrie Lake, Blake, and Mark Fincham. They're all, they're, they're counting the same day votes now. Terry Lake's only down by 13,000. She was down by a quarter million when they were doing the cheating ones, that all the mail-in and other early voting. And they're overtaking the algorithms. Everybody, we, they have overtaking the algorithms. All three of them, I believe, and when Carrie for sure, 
hundred percent. By the way, that's key for folks who don't know what overpowering the algorithm means is a, a giant red wave. They can't stop it completely. Explain what uh, overpowering or overtaking the algorithm means. Right. So the compute when you have the computers, you have a you when you're using computers and you set them, you set them to steal. So let's say, uh, just like uh, just like our great president, real president Donald Trump in 2020, they had these set. You have to have a, a base to begin with. You have to, you know, kind of uh, do a prediction of what you think it will be of how many votes will come in on the day of. And and now you're taking, you can't make it look so obvious. You know, you can't make it look obvious. Otherwise, everyone will go, hey, there's a problem here. And uh, but when they do that. And so they can only steal so much from uh, like from a Cary Lake, like down there in in uh, uh, Arizona. And I'll give you a perfect example where the primaries were Cary Lake. We told everybody to vote day of Cary Lake. Remember, she was down by 10 percent, 11 o'clock at night. Then they started counting the day of votes in the primary. Remember, this was months ago. And she caught up and she was only down by 12 or up. Then she was up by 12,000 votes. So what did Maricopa County do? They put the, they stopped the machine, stopped the county, put the covers over the windows, put the fence up again. And we waited three days until they find there's nothing they could do because there was 90,000 votes left. And the same day was coming in 75 carry, 25 the opponent. So they had to give it to carry. It's identical to what's going on right now. There's about 400,000 votes left. And Kerry Lake's only down by 13. All the votes coming in for Blake, Mark and Carrie are are coming in at an 80%, 80-20 clip. So they're all going to, I believe they're all going to win. Carrie's going to win for sure. And this is going on in other races too. In Nevada, Jim Marchant, uh, the other the other um, um, uh, senator that's there that's running for Senate. I can't think of the name right now. I got a mind block. But he um, he's going to probably win. That gives us the Senate control of the Senate. Um, and if it does, if just one of them went, if just Blake comes in, then we got to go with Herschel Walker for that runoff, that, which Herschel won going away, but they they stole it, made it a runoff. And uh, and then also Lauren Bobert in, in Colorado, she's only down by 30 votes now. And so what I mean, everybody, these are the real the real votes coming in the day of votes. So they overtook, they beat the, the machine steal, so to speak, whatever they set. Okay, it's pretty hard for them to do dumps, you know, and um, yeah, we got to pray that Lauren, because she would be the bright spot of Colorado. They took everything in Colorado, everybody. They they stole it all. Yeah, that just means she had such a landslide. She beat the algorithm if she wins. In fact, I've been watching today. She's been in the lead off and on. So this is this is like a buy a nose horse race right now. Right, right. It's kind of like, I mean, if they. And by the way, I'm going to tell everybody this too. Realize the candidates, uh, the ones that they do uh, that they have taken, there's a lot of most of them out there aren't going to concede. We're going to go. They have more rights, you think, than to do audits that, and they won't be able to kick them out for standing. So I believe what's going to happen, uh, Alex, we're going to get the House and Senate, I believe, control, and that'll slow the destruction. And we're going to get this country back by the judges, everybody. We've got so many sheriffs out there. They're going to be bringing this all the evidence of what happened in this in this election to the uh, to the judges and cases and court cases. Remember, no judge in the United States has looked at any evidence from 2020 or, for that matter, any of these elections, even in the primaries, because they kicked the can on something called standing. It's just an easy way for a judge to say, "I don't want to see that." Well, we've got to pray for our judges. If you know a judge out there. 
and you and your family or your friend is a judge, just encourage them. Say, just have courage to be the judge that God put you here to be. Be a judge. And Here's an example. It's like the district attorney Frank Garrison exposed the whole Kennedy thing because one district attorney did the right thing. That's why Soros has been trying to buy him off. When we come back. What's coming next? Other big developments. Your deep research uh, from two years ago. Yeah. Okay. So the so with that with that being said, with the exposure, once that's lifted. Now you're going to, you know, this should get rid of all the lawfare. It'll get rid of the lawfare. It'll get rid of this. Remember, lawfare has not been used in our country since 1798. It's horrible what they did. And who started that? Smartmatic did. When Smartmatic sued Fox News on February 4th of 2021, our voices got silent because no, they, Fox wouldn't talk. Nobody will have anybody on to talk about the election crime, including 2,000 meals. And that wasn't even machines. So you had, you got your Newsmaxes of the world, your Foxes of the world. Well, no, they can't talk about election crime or machines or anything like that. It's disgusting. And then, so they, they are either afraid of being sued. Well, once you sue Fox News, everybody was afraid, right? And, uh, which uh, that's a whole nother story about Fox News. But, but anyway, so this lawfare now, when with, and then all these lawsuits, remember these machine companies, and one of them rhymes with the word dominion. They've sued over 200 people or sent them threatening letters. A lot of these citizens had to go get home security systems. These were like mafia letters sent to them. Well, these citizens, like in, nobody hears about in Michigan, like these citizens did a class action lawsuit against Dominion with Alan Dershowitz and one of the lawyers and going, hey, this is wrong. You can't do this. We did nothing wrong. Nobody's did anything wrong. We're speaking out against something that everybody's seen and knows. And, um, and so what's so happening, Mike Lindell, because even last week before the election, Politico and a bunch of others wrote articles admitting machines are hackable and are being hacked and saying everything you said, everything I've been reporting for 28 years. I mean, so, 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 so. Oh, well, yeah, we're totally, totally vindicated. You guys, I did a, I was down at a, <laughs> I was down at a Senate hearing or hearing down in Louisiana a couple months ago, and all the machine companies were there. Well, here's ES&S. They're one of the biggest ones in the country, if not the biggest, out of Omaha, Nebraska. One of their owners was there, and he comes up and he goes, the the, the great uh, mature, um, uh, Secretary of State, Kyle Ardwin, asked him straight out, he said, are your machines hackable and vulnerable? And, he, and he, at least he didn't lie. He said, yes, they are, but all machines are. All voting machines are, end quote. And then... Uh, with these guys, with these guys, they tried to paint themselves that they're not Dominion and Smartmatic. We're the hometown boys from from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, but our but our parts are made in China. Our software, it's all the same software. They're, it's all corruption. And uh, and then Alex, you'll like this. So they let me talk for 24 minutes, and the one gal on the on the up, up there at the committee, she says, Mr. Lindell, in our in our. Um, in our state here, we'd rather not use paper to save the trees and stuff. I said, I said, well, ma'am, we're going to recycle too. We're going to take these machines, melt them down, and turn them into prison bars. End quote. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. I, I want to bring Owen Schroyer in here and hit a bunch of other key points you've got. We're very blessed to have you for the full hour. Owen Schroyer has been our election expert here, been following uh, your work, and he's had a few questions and comments. Owen Schroyer on the air with Mike Lindell. Yeah, Mike, you're, you're doing such great work monitoring all of these races and all the trends going on across the country. It's really an amazing team you've assembled. But I'm curious, what are you noticing in these inner cities like Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, and San Francisco? 
where Democrats are getting 70, 80, sometimes 90 percent of the vote. What do you think the story there is? I mean, are Democrats really that popular in the cities they destroyed? Or is your team noticing maybe some shenanigans that are getting these huge numbers for Democrats that end up in Senate races overwhelming the state's desires? Right. Well, you, you, all you have to do, just look at look at Florida. Like I said earlier in the show, Florida, they put in stuff there to at least at least slow the steal to a, a crawl. And you just had a governor there. I mean, and uh, get uh, uh, win Dade County, which hadn't been won in decades, I guess. Um, so if you look at that's what it really would be like without machine manipulation or somewhat, because remember, they still have machines, but they put things in place where they couldn't pull names. So when you talk what you're saying there, no, they're just blatantly because, oh, it's inner city. They've The propaganda to the people is, oh, they're all going to vote Democrat. No, I was out in I was out in California for a week about two months ago. And you can all look it up. Mike Lindell, California. And I, I was in a town. They were all very Democrat and liberal and and the average age was probably 30, but they all came up to me. All of them were friendly and they were concerned. Their gas was $7.30. They weren't going to vote Democrat anymore. By the way, Everyone Mike, that, that's what I've seen where I live with liberals that are awake now. That's what the CNN exit polls predicted a mass Republican victory because 70-plus percent of Democrats said, we blame Biden, we're going to vote Republican. But the exit polls now are completely wrong, though historically they've all always been extremely accurate. So I think it's clear. Big city, deep blue, Democrat cities, Chicago's famous for it on record, you know, stealing it, you know, back then in the 60s. They are engaged in massive fraud there. And I think they're just overdoing it in those areas to get up the overall averages for the rest of the state uh, in these statewide and congressional and presidential elections. What do you think? Well, absolutely. They, it's been ever the public. Remember, when they use these computers and stuff, they, they don't want to make a deviation seem too, uh, too out of hand. Well, if you got the public convinced that everybody loves uh, the inner city, they're all going to vote Democrat. That's a big lie. That is the big lie. Remember, in the 2020 election, the most votes sold against Donald Trump was California. Minimum 1.5 million. Second most in the country was Texas at 1 million. And third was Florida at 950,000. So... They, what they did, and the and you say, well, why would they take from a from a Republican state like Alabama or Ohio? Well, here's why. If I, I'll give everybody an example. Let's say I told you that in my home state of Minnesota that Donald Trump won two million to Biden's hundred thousand. Everyone would say, um, that's a computer error. There's something wrong. So wait, where you you have to make it look. You have to boil the whole ocean, so to speak. So you can look at those inner cities and say, we can take more there because people will believe it's all Democrat. Or you can go to Republican area and say, it's so overwhelming, 80% is going to be Republican, uh, that you go, hey, we can take 10% off the top there. It's like skimming. If you had a massive uh, casino or something, you're skimming off the top. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Uh, Owen, another question? Well, Mike, we were all concerned in Nevada that it was going to be Clark County, that's Las Vegas, where the Democrats were going to be up to shenanigans and tricks, and maybe that's how they were going to try to pull off an election victory in the Senate. But we've been watching Clark County, and uh, it really hasn't seemed too anomalous as far as the numbers coming in. But then overnight, it was Reno. It was Washaw County that magically 60% of all the recent ballot dumps are coming in for the Democrat, Mostow. 
where it used to be 60% for Laxalt. Are you guys watching uh, Washaw County, Nevada right now? Are you guys seeing these anomalies? Do you think that's where they're going to try to steal this Senate seat? Well, I haven't, I have not uh, talked to, uh, talked to him about Nevada, but that, but I, I will say this. I think you need to look more of what, what votes are they counting? I believe they're counting, they counted all the early votes. Remember, I said that's where most of the steel goes in these early voting, the, and, uh, before the, the, for the same day uh, voting. So if they're counting in Nevada, I don't care if it's Clark County, Reno, wherever it is, if those people voted day of, I believe that they, you know, you're going to have a big win in in the Senate there. And all uh, right, Owen Troyer, uh, great questions. Thank you so much. You'll be host of the War Room, 3 p.m. Central today, coming up in a few hours. Mike, we're almost out of time. Thank you for so much time in 60 seconds. Uh, closing comments or any other key things you'd like to add? Yeah, I would just like to tell everyone we are in it. It's it's absolutely awesome that the way things this laid out here from these little mini miracles. We had, remember, we had all this machine problems, call it um, malfunctioning across our whole country, which made national and international news. That's huge for what we have to do in the future to get rid of them. And then we had, we're going to get the, we got the House, we're going to get the Senate. I believe we're going to get that. And uh, and then you're going to see Carrie Lake and all them, Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham win in Arizona. That's the gateway. That'll be the prototype. The first thing they're going to do is say, we got these machines got to go, and then it'll spread across our country. We're going to look back, and we're going to say, when we get to this great place we're going, God had his hand in all of this. And if you look back, everything had to happen just the way it did, and with everybody having patience, because even the bad stuff is making uh, is making people pour into the nonsense. Exactly. That, uh, as long as we don't give up, they lose. And over time, we're out of the boiling frog pot. We're awake now. Now we know we're under attack. We're getting stronger every day the longer we continue to fight. Obviously, this is moving fast. We'll be watching Frank's speech at your show. Please join us again. And, and we, we just want to thank you for coming on with us. Well, thank you. God bless. See you all. Well, keep the faith. Yeah, so I think we're turning. I mean, I think the I think the worm's turning. I totally agree with you that 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 we're awake now. You're awake. You're in a hellish situation. At least you're awake. All right. Thank you so much, Mike Lindell. Well, Joe Hoft is a former corporate executive and author of The Steel, Volumes 1 and 2. Joe, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate it. And I really want to dig into the midterm results that are still coming in. Hmm. Thanks, Sean. It's, it's a pleasure to be here, too. And uh, nice meeting you. And uh... Yeah, you picked a good day to, for me to be here because we certainly can fill up as much time as you want with what happened last night. And and uh, quite frankly, I don't think last night was too surprising, and I can explain why. And um, and uh, across the board, um, just so many stories. But here's it can't, maybe it comes down to five or six things. One, on election day, the day after election day, so the equivalent of today, we saw on multiple locations that people could not were forcefully prevented from observing uh, the counts. And uh, I believe at that point in time, we should have stopped those elections in those areas, either figured out how many votes were tainted from this process or just redone the election in those states because we could not count those votes after that point in time where we can't, where we don't even have an observer there to ensure that what was going right. on was adequate. So Can I stop you there, true. Joe? Because yeah, there seems sure. to be a reticence on, on the behalf of, Republicans, leadership, citizens, anyone at all, to use the force of law in our favor when something illegal like that happens. Why on earth do we just 
stand back and allow this to happen. And it happened in 2020. It took us kind of by surprise. Okay. Uh, but still, it continued. These types of things continue mm-hmm. to happen. We even have an image of another truck showing up in Detroit in a van yeah. in the middle of the night. So let's take a look at that. That was on the Gateway Pundit. Uh, your brother is the founder mm-hmm. of Gateway Pundit. You're a contributor. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of our sources from there. So the, the first image mm-hmm. is uh, that we have is that van. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's any comment from you on why mm-hmm. we uh, we do this? Why do we allow the left to to dominate and to uh, do these different illegal actions without using the full power of the law and authority that, that we have available to us, sheriffs and whoever else mm-hmm. could be helping in, in that moment, in those moments. No, well, I think there's been a strategic plan by the left to uh, take over these uh, law enforcement agencies in some of these key areas. So in uh, Arizona, for example, I know uh, that that sheriff was uh, backed by George Soros. He ran against Sheriff Joe, that, as you remember, who was there. And Sheriff Joe came out and said that Barack Obama's birth certificate wasn't, uh, it didn't, it didn't add up. It didn't look legit. And he got attacked by Obama. Eventually Soros spent millions on this candidate in sheriff in that location. And then I think they've kind of mirrored that, that strategy uh, to all these key cities. So you've got law enforcement that will not enforce the law. And then you've got a federal law enforcement, which will not enforce the law, which is actually gone the opposite way where they're enforcing, you know, madness and liberal causes and calling us all domestic terrorists. So we don't have law enforcement in our favor and we don't have, uh, you know, the federal law enforcement in our favor, local or federal. So it makes it real difficult. I think, and here's what I'll tell you an inside story on what happened in, in in Michigan. We found out over the weekend that they were there was rental trucks going back and forth between the center that uh, the, 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 the TCF center in Detroit to a warehouse a few blocks away. The warehouse is right next to the post office and right next to a, right across the street from a printer of, of election ballots. And these guys were following them and taking pictures. They tell us the story. They couldn't give us a lot of detail that could support their story. So we were a bit reluctant to put the story up. Finally, yesterday we did, but they continued to follow these people. And then last night here, they see this truck pull up. It was rental trucks that they were using, pull up in front of the uh, TCF center and unload ballots. You know, it's 220 revisited. So um, again, we can't use law enforcement. So our best, our next best thing, I guess, is to try to get the word out. Let's, let's share the truth. Let's let people see you be the judge. Is this normal? In the middle of the night that you're going to have rental trucks dropping off ballots in, in Detroit, Michigan, especially after what we just went through. I mean, and what we found in 2020, by the way, uh, Sean, is that um, they they dropped these ballots off in the middle of the night. And then they said, oh, well, those were those were absentee ballots that were coming in through these uh, drop boxes. But then we found, no, they were checking the absentee ballot drop boxes every two hours during the day during the election. And their last tr- check was around eight o'clock. And there was only like 1500 ballots in there. So where'd all the rest of these ballots come from? You know, so it's all, it's lie built on lie built on lie. And we, we can figure it out if we had some, you know, qualified law enforcement individuals willing to, uh, you know, enforce the law, it'd be, you know, it, it would have been a slam dunk what happened there. So yeah, again, last night in Detroit. That's good. At least we're doing something right. But what it seems like our long-term strategy strategy should be to take over local law enforcement. These sheriffs are, are elected officials. So America First uh, people need to run for those offices and support those America First sheriffs uh, because uh, we lose our whole country. If we can't enforce the law, uh, then Amen. criminals can do whatever they want. 
Well, major gut punch to me was this morning when I woke up and I looked at all the results. Sure, we might hold the House and maybe even hold the Senate, but to me, that's not good enough. The fact that we're in a banana republic here, where all we have to watch every single Dropbox, 24-hour surveillance, that we have to protest,、mm-hmm. that we have to activate sheriffs. This is not the country that I want my kids to grow up in. So, so、um, that was their strategy, because they knew it'd be all the Republicans coming in on election day. It was like ten, ten percent or something. Dems coming in. Uh, to vote、yeah. in in that, and、county. what about、uh, senior citizens、uh, waiting in line for two hours?、Uh, yeah. that, that's probably not going to happen. So that's a one way to suppress、yeah. voters,、uh, and and this is what's so infuriating. Possibly the most important、uh, election in the country is the governor of Arizona because Carrie Lake is the person who can defeat the per- the person, the Secretary of State,、uh, who's controlling and rigging those elections. Uh, you know, and then Mark Fincham running for Secretary of State there. So Arizona is、yeah. so important for us to get to the bottom of 2020 and to hold those people accountable and to change the system. And of course, everything's riding on it, which is they've got a lot of incentives to steal down there. And that's the thing that we saw in 2016. The Dems and Hillary, they all thought they had it wrapped up because all the legacy media was in Hillary's court. And they didn't count on the fact that there was an equal force on the side, which was new media sites like Gateway Pundit and Breitbart and others, as well as as well as programs, shows,、uh, Twitter accounts, everything that was pushing back against this nonsense they were pushing about Hillary, and、uh, and we won, and so they knew they had to change things. So they really hammered us in censorship, in in、um, illegally illegally censoring people, and.、Um, And hopefully, some of these lawsuits will finally make it to the courts, and and people will finally,、uh, you know, be able to, you know, take back free speech in this country. Because right now, we don't have it. We we you know you know our voices are not being shared in the mainstream media. And I really believe what Lee Smith said here recently, and I heard him say this or write about it. He says our media today is not media. It's more like a narrative that's being pushed on America. Found in Detroit in 2020, we got a we got an audio that that corrupt attorney general in Michigan said, "You take this down, or I'm going to sue you." And these guys that had this audio was of the training beforehand in Detroit. And you hear this lady say, "What do you do when somebody comes in? And they say,、uh, 'Hey,、uh, you're telling me I voted, but I didn't vote.' You give them a provisional ballot, you have them fill it out, and then when they leave, you throw it in the garbage." And that was their training process, and that's what they were making part of training. They didn't say, "Hey, this person has had his identity stolen. It's a crime. We need to address it immediately."、Um, that's not part of their training. And now we're finding in this election, we found out beforehand that this is what's now being trained around the country. If somebody comes in, you have them fill out a provisional ballot, and we're basically just going to toss them. Which give, makes me think when these people in Arizona are saying, "Oh, you can count on us." We're going to take those ballots of yours that we can't count right now, and tonight we're going to count them on. You can count on us, just like they,、uh, you know, ne- you know, neglecting to know that we already know their their process in training for doing things like this, which is to just throw ballots away. Don't don't report them. And the reason they have you throw away that ballot rather than reverse, well, first of all, they wouldn't be able to determine which what 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 were the votes from the ballots that were already counted, but.、Um, 
you know, so that's that's a big, big thing. You know, we went into this. A lot of us MAGA Republicans went into this thinking, hey, a red wave is coming. Seventy three percent of voters are angry with the direction the country is headed. Not seventy three percent of Republicans, of everybody. Right. So we just thought, okay, with this type of macro environment, it's an easy win and it should be. Uh, we even had celebrities from TV, like uh, Dr. Oz. We even had, you know, sports celebrities like Herschel Walker running. And those two guys supposedly losing or lost. Uh, and Dr. Oz rushing to concede. I'm not sure I understand that one. Uh, you know, he went to the trouble of uh, running against the guy, debating someone with a stroke that couldn't answer any questions during the debate. Everyone thought he was ahead at that point. Why give up so easily without even all of the votes counted? Did we learn nothing? Uh, can, can, you, can you weigh in on, on uh, Dr. Oz conceding and Tudor Dixon and others just conceding even before all the votes are counted? You know, I agree. I agree totally with what you're saying there. Um, we know that there's, uh, there's uh, theft going on. We know that the machines, and this came out, the Democrats, multiple Democrats came out before the 2020 election, said these machines, they're broken, you can steal elections. And we found the CISA, this government agency, even come out with reports saying, yeah, these machines, anybody can, uh, you know, a, 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 a hacker, a bad actor can get into these machines and flip elections. They've said that. And uh, yet, um, no, you know, yet everybody's just going to walk away, pretend like that didn't, you know, that that wasn't said and this didn't happen in 2020. It doesn't make sense. I agree. Dr. Oz should have stepped back and said, wait a minute, and looked at the results before accepting them. And quite frankly, I think overall, there's a major case that something absolutely shifty is going on. And but the good news is this Fetterman gives us more credibility because even average Americans are saying, how did this guy win? Is Pennsylvania that dumb? You know, could they really have voted this guy in? He can't even talk. He can't communicate like you and I, you know, because of his stroke. And before then, for 50 years, his mommy and daddy was taking care of him and paying all his bills. So this guy was a horrible candidate in the first place. Um, one of my friends who's uh, said this, he says, but here's the thing about the communists. They shove this stuff in your face. They shove the theft in your face. They shove these horrible candidates in your face because it's demoralizing. Because we can see yeah. it and we're like, no way can this happen. But that he that's he's right. a great example of that. It's 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 gaslighting. It's like uh, Biden supposedly won when he couldn't draw a crowd. Which about who's to blame? The rhinos, the RNC. Ronald McDaniels, you know, it's it's hard enough that the MAGA Republicans have to battle the communists, but they also have to battle their own ranks and, uh, you know, squabble over funding and all of these things. So, you know, I know that there was some stealing going on, but despite that, we still should have been in a stronger position. So what are some things that we can learn from uh, next time around, Joe? Uh, yeah, great question. I was just on another uh interview earlier and it's you know kind of came to the same agreement that that was a challenge coming into a, you know yesterday for a number of these candidates and and it was strategic and it was and um and and my belief and the results kind of kind of ended up where i thought they might it's going to be a massive red wave wherever there's a free and a fair election or anything any resemblance of that we're going to see you know, Republicans just cleaning up. If you look right now at the U U.S. Nap, uh, map for the House, it's all red. The country is red. And um, again, we are the majority. 
But in these areas where they can steal, they're going to do it. And um, especially in these areas where you had mega candidates, so candidates that were connected to President Trump, that he's really backed hard. And and so we're seeing that. We saw that in Michigan. We saw that in uh, Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz. We're seeing it in Georgia, where the only Republican not to win a statewide uh, office or the Senate race is Herschel Walker, who's an absolute stud, a good man, and uh, American icon and hero, a football player from Georgia. And he's running against this Marxist, communist, anti-white guy who says that he's a uh, minister, but he's probably more of a slumlord than anything, and uh, and a phony, and a communist. And somehow Herschel is behind to this guy right now. It looks like they have to go to a, a runoff type of election. That didn't happen. And and we know that. If you go to Georgia, it's it's all red. You talk to everybody there, no, we're red. There's, yeah, these pockets in, in, in Atlanta. But other than that, it's a red state, and they're trying to make us believe that it's not. And this, this whole race with Herschel, he had to fight not just the Democrats and their radical machine. He had to fight not just uh, uh, Mitch McConnell and his actions against these people he didn't want in the Senate because he knew they'd stand up against him. But then they have to fight the election fraud, too. So uh, we need to replace Mitch McConnell for sure. That guy's just worthless. Nobody wants him there. Nobody on the right anyways. Left, probably, they don't like him, but they probably like the fact that he's there because he helps their cause. But uh, we need to replace him for sure. We need to address the, the election fraud, though, because until we have free and fair elections, I had this one lady on my my radio show once, Pam Geller, say with um, – of the the foundation behind our country is freedom of speech, but it's all just gibberish if you don't have free and fair elections. And so that she's right. so right. We've got to get this stuff fixed. You know, the feeling that I had, I was sick to my stomach this morning when I saw the results. Uh, I can't say that I didn't expect this to happen because, of course, if you don't fix the fundamental problems from 2020 with the machines, we need to have voter ID. We need to have paper ballots. We know all of this, so we should expect it. But at the same time, what I thought, and I'm not one to concede or to surrender here, I thought we need to go harder now. You know, I don't know what that looks like Absolutely. exactly, but I know the left is willing to do anything at all. And of mm -hmm. course, we stick to the rule of law, but that doesn't mean we can't do peaceful noncompliance and really turn up the heat here. Uh, look what they Amen. do in Brazil when they steal the election down there. They blocked all the roads yeah. to the international airports. I mean, they yeah. did what they could do to the point where Bolsonaro yeah. was like, hey, everybody, free up the roads. You're going to shut down the whole country. So what do you think, Joe? What kind of tactics within the law, within, you know, doing the, still doing the right thing that we can show that we fight just as hard as the left? Yeah, and I, I, I really like watching Brazil, like you said, Sean. I think they give us a, an example of what probably should have been done. And in 2020, what should have been done is we needed the military to step in. And, my, and I'm, 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 I'll just throw it on the table. I believe the military needs to step in like they did in Brazil. I believe we needed to look into some of these elections like they're doing in Brazil. They're going to come out today or tomorrow with the results of their initial work. They're going to show massive fraud. I believe that's what we needed. We needed to not certify these elections just because there's some due date in our law. We needed to do what was right. And uh, and the military probably should have come in, stepped in, and said, hey, uh, we uh, – 
you know, we need to do these states over, states or counties, wherever we find the massive fraud, we need to do it over. Those areas where people couldn't even look at the, uh, you know, at the results or in, in poll watch. So that, uh, you know, you know, that's that's something. But we don't have a military now that's in our corner. We had actually Mark Milley communicating with China before the election. So we're going to have to take this one step at a time. I do think one thing we can do, uh, talking earlier today, I was thinking about it too, is is really put some pressure on these Republican state legislatures that didn't back us after 2020, didn't like Trump, and now have allowed this to happen. We need to go real strong on those people to get their thing done or to have them resign because we don't, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't have a country if we can't get this election situations, you know, figured out. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, so in my second book, I talked about this, these various things that happen. And we've already talked about how people weren't allowed to see what's going on. So that's, that's, that's issue number one. If I'm an auditor, I'm looking at financials from a corporation. They said, well, you can't look at anything, but here's our numbers. I'd say, okay, fine. I'm done here. And, uh, you know, I cannot sign off on your results because I, I have no way of validating that they're accurate. The other thing is we saw the ballots come in. We saw the numbers. We, well, we saw the numbers that had patterns in them that didn't make sense. I expect we're going to see the same thing with this election. Certain drops, certain, uh, you know, of hundreds of thousands of ballots. We're going to see, we're going to see movement that just doesn't make sense. That should be random and isn't or vice versa. And, um, once we get that data, we'll, we'll know more about what exactly happened. And that's what we found in the 2020 election. But then the ballots, as you've already mentioned, we had millions of ballots come into 2020's election where we don't know where they came from because there was no chain of custody on them. So anybody could have filled them out and thrown them in. And we have other millions of ballots that came in that we don't know who, who they came from because they didn't check signatures. So we know we need to fix that issue. Actually, through same-day voting is what we actually need to demand in some key swing states. And then we can work on the rest of the country. And uh, the other thing, though, is these machines. And uh, like I said, I've written in that book, there's a real focus on these machines because there's there's some real qualified individuals that said these things are not secure. They're not designed well. We shouldn't be using them. And we need to figure out ways to mandate that we no longer use these machines. They are broken. And actually, as you look at them, it looks like they're designed for fraud. They're not just broken they are designed that way because any machine that and software i've looked at in financial and corporate and it audits are going around the world i've never seen a system so broken as this yeah. it appears yeah. they're that way because for by design clearly we're not we're we are not dealing with good people these are people that will do anything uh, to steal this election and for power and we don't know who they're working with it appears that they're working with people like china and World Economic Forum and George Soros. I heard a guy just Monday tell me, an older gentleman here uh, on, in Florida, tell me this. He says, well, you know, uh, Mark Levin said the other day that Susan Rice has an office across from Joe Biden. Of course, she's tied to Barack Obama. And Barack Obama couldn't do anything without George Soros telling him what to do. And now we got China involved, too, in the World Economic Forum. That's who's running this government now. And that makes perfect sense when you see everything that's going on. Everything that Biden did was horrible. Now watch these guys, him try to continue to put on the heat. Got to pray that actually these results in the House stand up, that the Republicans will win the House. That can prevent a lot of damage. 
people, you know, there was a movie that came out, Selection Code, and it was, I thought it was well done. It talks about how these machines are, you know, it's basically some people in the back room selecting who's going to win this election. And then, and then they make it that way, utilizing the machines and they don't really have the ballots to support them or they create them after the fact. And, uh, and then elections are stolen. And um, I think that, that, that fits pretty well what's happening here. I, I, you know, you just can't, you can't make some of this stuff up. So what, I guess it's wonderful to be talking to people like you and people that can listen to people like you and say, hey, I feel the same way. I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. I put a post up this morning saying, hey, we are not, because you feel like you're all alone when you see this. And that's part of communism, too. That's part of abuse. They want you to feel like you're the Lone Ranger, that you're the only one feeling like this is crazy. No, we're not. We are the red wave. We're not just the fish fighting a a heavy wave. We are the wave. And uh, we are going to, you know, we're going to fix this thing one way or another because we're not giving up because we're good people. And we don't accept fraud. America has never accepted fraud or criminals. We just, we will not. And so... um, so that so we're going to have to do whatever we have to do, and it, it's 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 tough, you know. They're, you're going to get attacked, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's okay, you know. That's part of the part of the deal. But but you know, at the end, this it's, is uh, war. You know, this is just a different kind yeah, of war, yeah. psychological you're war, right. even a biological I, warfare at this point. I really like that you're sharing that because this is real, and a lot of people don't are don't have that awareness. They don't see this. Is, you don't want China to take over this country. I don't want I don't want to report to she. I'm sorry, I just don't. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't exactly. You know? We have to take a stand. We can't take these temporary setbacks and just surrender. This is where we need to double down. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of cosmicreality.com. Thank you for listening.